What makes it worse is knowing that you were in shorts yesterday. Today we were in a paddling pool, my friend. Okay. Um. <laughs> Have we started? <laughs> no. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Todd. How are you? Cold. I'm cold. But I'm good. I'm good. I can now see. I'm awake. Oh. Yeah, now I'm awake. It's good. Good, good, good. Uh, what are you drinking today? Oh, you're going to judge me. Uh-oh. I didn't come prepared. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm drinking Pepsi. Hey. Just like, you know, full sugar. <laughs> Keeping it young. Keeping it young. <laughs> yeah, full sugar, lots of ice cubes. Yeah. All right. I do that. Now, what, you put it in a glass? Mm. It's actually in a mug. In okay. A mug. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you often drink, uh, do you call it soda or pop? I Neither. I call it just Pepsi. I, just Pepsi? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I, I think some people here might call it soda, maybe? Um, or yeah, soft probably. drink. Soft drinks? No, um, I just call it Pepsi. Hmm. Um, cool. I can tell you a fun story, if you like, of uh, Coke versus Pepsi yeah. for me. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I I can't drink Coke. I mean, I can, but I just, I have very strong preference towards Pepsi. Like I, I've come across... Really? Of, yeah. I've come across... Again, we're not sponsored by either Oof. of the companies. Uh, is, is this where we... Pe- Pepsi might sign on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll call them later. Okay. Well, I'm not sure they will want to sign on after I finish with my story. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I drink Pepsi because uh, I have this stupid Eastern European loyalty towards a brand that made my childhood just a little bit happier than it would have been otherwise. Huh. Yeah. So it's it's not what you know, many people in the Western world might expect that. Um, yeah. I, I grew up, I was born in communist Romania. And when I, when I was little, up until I was like nine, uh, there was no such thing as like <laughs> supermarkets or choice of soft drinks or whatever. The communist party would decide that we will mm-hmm. have a orange flavored drink and some other lemonade type drink. And that's pretty much it. And yeah. then... Right, just a few years before, just a few years before the Romanian Revolution in 1989, um, I believe uh, Pepsi opened a factory in a city nearby Bucharest in Romania, and that made like a lot of eyebrows go all the way, all the way up because you know it was a an American company opening up a a soda factory in Romania which really made no sense in the context of, you know, the communist world. So um turns out they had a very limited production. Like they were only allowed to make like, I don't know, a thousand bottles a day or something. I don't know the exact numbers, but um, needless to say, there wasn't enough to go around for everybody. So, you know, you can go to a store to buy a bottle of Pepsi. Like if you were super lucky, there would be one and there would be like one per person. Like you can buy, you know, uh, a lot yeah. of it. So I remember going to the seaside maybe in 87 or 88 or something like that. And I went, I came across this restaurant that was selling Pepsi. And um, I <laughs> I walked in and I bought a bottle and it was 
not a lot of money. It was quite affordable. Mm-hmm. And I I remember just trying that soft drink and it was so unlike anything else I had ever had. It was just so uh, full of sugar, I suppose. Yeah. And, and fizzy and lovely and, you know, like what you'd normally, you know, experience Pepsi to be like. But it was just so unlike anything else I had ever drunk in my entire childhood. And turns out that Pepsi kind of took a gamble. You know, they opened that factory and I don't think they were making a lot of profit or anything. But I wonder I wonder if some of the company strategists kind of anticipated that, you know, the Berlin Wall would fall and the communism would just um, kind of eventually disappear and many people would feel like me and they would have like a leg up to, you know, on Coca-Cola. And if I look around the Eastern European bloc and Russia and whatever, Pepsi has a very strong position. Because I think they, they employed a very similar tactic everywhere. But for me as a kid, like Pepsi was a, a delight, a treat, a, mm-hmm. a very unique kind of like, oh my God, I am no longer just a kid in an oppressed communist Romania. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, every time I I have Coke, I feel like I'm... I'm just not having the right drink. For me, Coke is very much like any of the other communist drinks. You know, it's just not Pepsi. So if you put me through a blind test, I'm pretty confident I will, I will still kind of find Pepsi because I I used to do this quite a bit in, in college (laughs) with other mates. Like, can you tell which one's Pepsi and which one's Coke? And yeah, it's just, I have this super strange, super unrational or irrational, sorry. Um, a loyalty to Pepsi. So, yeah. That's well, I, I think that's, uh, I think that that is like exactly how it was supposed to work, right? Mm-hmm. The marketing and the emotional attachment to a product. Like, I think that's like, I don't know, the, the, the Holy grail, the gold star of like whoever was in charge of marketing and and product at that time. Like yeah. that was exactly, I know that's supposed to be the super deep emotional attachment to a product. So no, that's cool though. That's really nice. You know, having, uh, you know, tying like memories to, um, you know, scents and flavors and stuff is like, hmm. I don't know. It's like a, a thing in their world, right. To, to keep a customer for life. What can I say? They use the force on the (laughs) weak-minded. Well, yeah. Okay. (laughs) But uh, also to to tell you that. You know, I think everybody on the the challenge, right? Didn't they they call it the Pepsi challenge or something? Or or was it the Coke challenge? Whatever it was, right? To be able to to tell the difference. Everybody can tell the difference. Like, they they taste nothing alike. And that's okay. Like, I don't want everything to taste the same. Yeah. To, To... Tell you the tr- the whole truth though, like I have maybe a bottle every six months, you know, like it's not. Yeah. So for yeah. me, this is a, a like, hey, Christmas is coming, I'm gonna have a bottle of Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, yeah. it's a. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, what are you drinking, well, Todd? Uh, well, just a plain old coffee. Nothing special today because it's early. You know, it's hard to make. Good coffee when it's early in the morning. So, yeah. What does it remind you of? <laughs> um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
they have failed. <laughs> Speaking they of failed. failure, though, we also failed to celebrate our 10th episode last week or the week before. Yeah, I know. Well, look at the yeah. double digits. We, have, we started with zero, though, didn't, didn't we? So I think it was a while ago that we failed. Uh, we started with zero, but I think I did like a a, a rename because or negative. Of... <laughs> Didn't we start with negative one at one point? Ah, uh, we had a negative one I for our remember. our system setup testing mm. stuff, right? Right, yeah. and all the podcast software did not like that. No, they didn't. Or not. zero. They didn't like negative one or zero. <laughs> no. They were like, what are you doing? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, if we were to go back in time, oh my God, we've, we've been doing this for a few months now. Um, I know, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Isn't it awesome? I'm having fun. Remember our ground rule? What's the ground rule? Yeah. Well, to, to, to have fun, right? And stop when, be fun. Yeah, exactly. So we'll stop when it's no longer fun. So far it's fun and it's only getting more fun as far as I'm concerned. Although, May May 21st. Far out. That's amazing. Awesome. Wow. You know what's not fun? That we jinxed um, Google Cloud Print. <laughs> no, no. I know. <laughs> I, knew. I went back to listen to you talking about how awesome is the service is. <laughs> It is. You did? I should yeah. go back and listen to that. It's episode two. So go to keepingtouch.fm stash two. Okay. So it's so funny though, because I've been looking, right? Because, you know, Christmas is coming and got to buy stuff and electronics. And I have like a super old printer that I do the cloud print via like my desktop workstations. Like I have to have my computer turned on in order for this to work. Like it's not natively built in. But I guess I'm not going to buy that anymore. So that's a bummer. Yeah, that's like a real. I mean, you know, there's a lot of products they have that they get rid of that you know, I don't know, not the general public uses. But like that one is, that one's kind of painful. You know, that's like you walk down the aisle at Costco or at Best Buy or whatever retail store, and like they advertise, you know, like Google Cloud Print, and like regular consumers that are non-tech people are like using that stuff and now they have a device you know like what are they gonna do that's that's a bummer one of our listeners actually called it a 10 year long beta yeah i don't know sometimes you know we were talking at work about how right the organ it's not a typical organization where like of how decisions get made you know a lot of stuff is from like the the engineers right like ground up and it's very team-based uh, would you say at least yeah, for what sure. you've heard? Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like there needs to be like two tracks though, where there's like things that engineers have come up with that the mainline consumer has like embraced and that the world has said, Hey, yeah, you know, that's a valid idea and a thing. And you know, we all love it and want it. And like some of that decision-making should then be taken away from the engineering teams and like you did a good job move on to the next thing but you know this has to continue because a lot of people like it and you know i don't know this is like one of those instances where it's like whatever team decided yeah i don't want to work on that anymore i don't want to support it let's just get rid of it like that's not good for humanity I guess society, not humanity, society. That's not good for society. 
Yeah. But other things like Reader. Reader. Eh, that's okay. Oh, I miss Reader. That, that's I miss it for sure, but like my dad, right? Like he has no idea what that was. And like mainline consumer has no idea what RSS reader was. So it's like the different audiences, I guess. Like whether you have maybe a few hundred thousand or million people, which are like tech people versus like many, many millions of people. I mean, imagine if they decided like Android, they were like, eh, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to start making a Chrome phone and we're not going to support like literally billions of Android phones that are out there anymore. Like people would just, you know, freak out. I don't know. It, it's hmm. the, the magnitude of the decisions, I guess. Well, Microsoft Sunset Windows Mobile, you know, like, and there were lots of users for that, although maybe not at the scale of Android, but still, you know. Yeah, it wasn't there yet. Yeah. yeah. I think on a tangent, that's going to be my next phone, I think. <laughs> that, that Surface. Uh, you have to wait a year, though. Oh, I know, but my Pixel 2 is, like, totally fine. Like, it's totally fine. Like the Pixel 3, I was I usually do every other, and the Pixel 4 came out, and I was really disappointed. I was like, eh, you know, there's like nothing super compelling. And I really like the Google ecosystem. I really don't want to go to Samsung. Like, I'm very afraid of that. And I really don't know what else I would buy in an Android ecosystem. So I was kind of like, well, maybe that uh, Duo, I think that's what it was, the Duo. And... I finally watched that movie that you recommended. Her. Her. And the dude has a little mini duo that he uses, right? <laughs> I mean, it really is. Yeah. If, if any of our listeners, you know, go watch the movie. It's on Netflix uh, in the U.S. at least right now. Uh, Her, you know, H-E-R. And uh, it was a, a very interesting movie. This guy has a relationship with his operating system. And uh, that's it's the primary. <laughs> Yeah, why not? You know, the primary way that they communicate seems to be like through this earpiece, like smartphones. I mean, this is obviously the future and uh, smartphones have kind of gone in the background a little bit. And it's a little bit more like AI based and they have these little earpieces. But every once in a while, you know, you still need a screen that you got to look at. And they have um, it kind of looks like the Surface Duo. It's like a folding phone, but it's it's small, you know, it's uh it, it fits in his hand nicely. It's definitely a smaller form factor. And, you know, I could go back to that. You know what else fits in your hand and it's a small form factor? The Motorola Razr. Yeah. That's awesome. That was my first phone was a Razr. Yes. Did you ever have one? Uh, I had I had two. I had the uh, Razr and the Razr V3X, the one with the GPRS modem that I could use to not tether <laughs> to my Mac. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They were cool. You could you could, you know, you could close it and make the the noise, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you were mad, you could like slam it shut. <laughs> and I'm I'm enjoying uh talking about these um, you know, pastimes. I miss I miss But I'm my- also uh, just the last touch. I'm also kind of okay not spending $800 on a phone. Like, eh, I don't need one. Like my phone's fine. And I paid it off, you know? I don't need anyone. <laughs> I thought the Motorola Razr was like 1500 <laughs> No, I'm saying like my Pixel, right? Like I just, you know, they got like holiday deals and like the Pixel 4 is already on sale, right? And it's only been out for a month. But I'm like, I also just, I don't need a phone payment. That's kind of cool. <laughs> like, 
I don't need to spend 25 bucks a month on a phone. <laughs> like, hey, why not? Yeah, last uh, year was the very first year in a long time where I, I kind of did the same thing that you're talking about, which was like, nah, my iPhone 10 is fine. I don't need the 10s. But yeah, mm-hmm. I could not resist this year. <laughs> I'm weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you do like every other or something, I mean, that's okay, right? Like, yeah. it is the industry. Yeah. I mean, I can come up with a million excuses of why I quote unquote need to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know how people yeah. could live with, um, you know, without an iPhone um, or Pixel or whatever. Um, Motorola. Yeah. yeah. I, I am impressed by the design of the Motorola. I have to say, I think th- what they did to that hinge to make their, to make it like not have any creases or any folds or any like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. That's really cool. Do you think it's going to last? Um, I mean, I never had problems with Motorola phones. I, my first Motorola phone was like one of those bricks that you could slide yeah. the whole credit card size yeah. card thing into. Yeah. And that just, you know, like, no, I mean like the screen, like, do you yeah. think the screen, I just don't, I know. mean, I choose to believe the Motorola doesn't have it in their DNA to push out like flaky hardware. Yeah. And given how much they're charging for it, I think that's probably on the back of a low of R&D, maybe, hopefully, mm. fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, oh, yeah. and I think we need, and um, need again, air quotes, we need a phone manufacturer that doesn't just take the whole foldable concept and does the obvious, sorry, <laughs> Microsoft Surface <laughs> Duo thing. <laughs> And just goes like, nah, small phone factor, something you can just throw into your pocket and you just don't know it's there. Like, I quite mm-hmm. like the idea of a smaller phone that's bigger on demand, you know, like when you need it. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Cool. We'll see. Yeah. Um, We, we spoke about holidays and discounts and, and stuff. Um, do you have much time off during the holidays in the States? Uh, do you have, do you have well, to take time off or is no. it you can <laughs> no. work through? Remember. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you can do, right. <laughs> you can work if you want. So it's really up to your, your company, I guess your employer, um, you know, what you, what you've negotiated or what you get off, you know, the mandatory, I mean, I don't think there's any mandatory at all. Like there are probably companies that work on holidays. Maybe not tech companies, but, you know, you drive around, there's like a gas station that's open on Christmas. Um, okay. But, but yeah, for us, like for me, I'll take a little bit of time off. Um, let's see. First, we have Thanksgiving. So we have that off. That's Thursday. That's our, you know, national holiday. Uh, Friday... We do not the day after, but I'll probably take some time. I don't know. I might work a little bit shorter, shorter hours on Friday. I'm not sure. Uh, and then Christmas, I'll probably take that week off, that whole week, or maybe the week between Christmas and New Year's. Do you have like statutory days, days that you know you get off? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. You get paid a certain number of paid days. So, so and it's like different based on like you just negotiate you know there's no set number at all oh, okay so mm. so it's like in new zealand for example 
we have a bunch of days that are like free for pretty much everyone. You know, there's mm-hmm. very few exceptions. Like you mentioned, like a dairy or something. And like New sorry, yeah, New Year's and the day after New Year's and Christmas and Boxing Day, stuff like that. I mean, Boxing Day, a lot of the stores work. But us as like yeah. IT industry folks, we, we, we don't. We just get those as... Yeah. Uh, for free <laughs> he's a freebie <laughs> and i think we have around 11 maybe statutory days a year so on top of your annual leave you get this other like batch of 11 yeah yeah and then depending on companies you can get other days as well like where i work we have what we call wellness days mm-hmm. kind of like removing the excuse or the need to pull a sickie for mental health reasons oh yeah yeah so it's just it's actually quite a, a neat little thing. Um, I don't know about my colleagues, but I appreciate it greatly. And I have not used a single day so far. <laughs> I think it's really great to have the option. I just haven't used it yet and probably yeah. I should. Oh, uh, it's good to have it if you need it, right? Yeah, that, that's the one. You you said Thanksgiving. Like I am familiar with Thanksgiving from like my like American friends that live in New Zealand. Like, mm-hmm. We've been to a couple of like Thanksgiving I want to call them parties, maybe dinners. I'm not sure what to refer them as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does Thanksgiving mean to you? Like, what does Todd feel when you mentioned Thanksgiving? Oh, man, I would say like almost every single holiday for me, like personally, is really just like family time. You know, it's, it's, I was super fortunate where I grew up the country I've grown up in, like we've had, we've had like zero hardships, right? Like me personally, like experiencing, you know, things. So it's really more around family time and getting to spend a day, you know, with family. Um, We like very rarely even, well, we very rarely do anything that is, um, I don't know, like, I don't know how to say it, I guess. Like, we don't do anything that's, like, in particular for that day. Like, we don't, you know, we don't praise the turkey or whatever. Like, we don't pray to the turkey that we sacrifice. <laughs> but, like, it's really just a day to get together with family uh, and and see, you know, brothers and sisters and, you know, kids and nieces, nephews, all that kind of stuff. So, um, So, yeah, for me, it's really just a day for family. Do you, um, do you have rituals yeah. you can talk about? Like, do you have stuff like you know, like like you mentioned yeah. the turkey? Do you do like the whole yeah. like the parties yeah. I went to? We we get papers and we just write stuff that we were thankful for, and then we just chuck it back mm-hmm. in the jar, and then we read mm-hmm. all of them without actually saying who it was. If it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yep. Um. Yeah, we've done that a little bit. Uh, not every year. I mean, it, it kind of depends which family, right? Because there's, you know, as you get older, now there's like multiple families. It's not just family when you were a kid, you know, because when you're a kid, like your family is just like your parents and your immediate family uh, and, you know, maybe some uh, aunts and uncles or something. But then you get older and now I have like my wife's family and I have like my immediate family, you know, my wife and kids. And then I have like my family from when I was a kid. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you have these like different family groups and, you know, we, we take turns and, uh, you know, we host or we go to different, um, different families for, 
Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, uh, Memorial Day, Labor Day in the summer. Um, so yeah, I mean, particular traditions pretty much always have turkey, kind of always have some of the same foods. Um, I guess some of those foods like remind me, you know, in childhood of, you know, those family events when I was in, when I was a kid. Is it like pumpkin pies and stuff like that or? Yeah. Yeah. You got like pumpkin pie. Uh, you got like, I don't know, stuffing, right? Dressing. Cranberry sauces. (laughs) Cranberry sauce and corn and coleslaw and like you have certain things and i was like oh yeah like my aunt always brought this right and it was my favorite and you know my mom would always make stuffing and it was like my favorite so it's like you have those like memories or traditions and uh tied to certain people so like i think about that you know you don't think about it when you're younger now that i'm older i'm like oh yeah i really like my mom's stuffing you know and uh, so you have that 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 gets tied so, yeah. We're talking about food again. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should turn Get this hungry. into a food show. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, yeah. So, so, yeah, traditions around that. It's, uh, it's definitely more family-based, I would say. All about the family. And do you start, when do you start decorating your Christmas trees, assuming you do them? Like, is it right after Thanksgiving mm. or... Do you wait no, a while? Or? We like our family, we will wait probably until maybe a week or two after Thanksgiving. So um so I guess a, just a couple of weeks before Christmas, we'll mm-hmm. go get a Christmas tree and decorate. But you know, I've seen already some friends like on Facebook and stuff, like they've already got their Christmas tree up and like <laughs> decorating. So like some people really get into it. I uh, that's that's kinda all over the place. Yeah, I should not be laughing. I mean, we've we've gone to two Christmas parades so far. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we had a, a big thing every year. It's called a very wealthy Christmas. So mm-hmm. the like Golden Mile in Wellington. Um, I was sending you some pictures if you remember. Um, oh, yeah. Um, we turn. We basically stop all traffic, and there's like a lot of parades of like kids dancing, and you know, um, a band playing, whatever brass yeah, bands. That's, and that's very American. Uh, <laughs> parade, parade. I mean, it's not at that scale. And then yeah. there's Santa coming on a not really a sleigh. It's kind of like a carriage with ginormous wheels and bells oh, yeah. on it, and uh, whatever. That's the same. That's like every like small town America has like a parade with like whatever 15 random things that go down the street, you know? Yeah. And then there's like food stalls and there's a, yeah. there's even a skate ring in, in the middle of summer. Like, I mean, just to be clear, there were like 20 degrees Celsius, whatever that might be in Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit yeah. I'm not sure. A lot, a lot of degrees. Yeah. It was like, it was like high sixties. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. So we're all in t-shirts and shorts and jandals and yeah. whatever, or flip-flops, but the, I'm not sure what you call them. Um, yeah. And, but then there's like kids skating, <laughs> you know, ice is skating. it real ice? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or is it fake ice? Like when we were at IO and it was like plastic. Do you remember they, when we went ice skating? Or no, we went... Yeah. Did we go ice skating or roller skating? That was roller skating. Same thing. Roller skating. Yeah. <laughs> not the same thing. No, no. Not really. No, it was... But have you ever been ice skating on like fake ice? Yeah. I think that's... I think that's what they have. It must be. Okay. Yeah. All right. But they have all kinds of things like... Uh, 
tents with like snow and stuff like that. Yeah. And like circus and yeah, it's, it's really good fun. The kids love it. And you know, all kinds of characters dressed up in costumes and and it's really all about it's a family event and everyone's having a lot of fun. And it lasts two days. Mm-hmm. So it's Saturday and Sunday, so that's quite good for people who, you know, must work or um come from out of town or whatever. Wait a minute, wasn't it Monday? For you? <laughs> Today? <laughs> Today is oh. Monday. This was Saturday, Sunday, so yeah. So <laughs> I am still confused. <laughs> you were yesterday you were sending me pictures. It was Sunday. Uh I was sending you pictures Saturday. It was your Sunday, but it was, no no, it was my Sunday, but it was your yeah. Saturday. Today's yeah. Monday. Yeah, today's Monday. I'm you're going confused. to work very soon. <laughs> I am. Yes. Remember you're in the future. I am. <laughs> yes. I mean we are. Okay. Uh, I mean, some sometimes I really kind of wish Earth was flat. It would be a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh, flat. Yeah. I so guess. we do a lot of like these kinds of Christmas events, and even in the suburbs, like there was a massive party at one of the schools here, and there was like face mm-hmm. painting and bouncy castles and all kinds of inflatable things and. Um, yeah. yeah, it was... Kids love that. Yeah, and free sausages also. You didn't have to pay for the sausages or anything. And just really great. What? Yeah. Free food? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Did I mention free ice blocks? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, my my two-year-old got a brain freeze. That was the most delicious-looking thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, that's fun. So do you guys do much for Christmas in Snowland over there? Yeah, I mean, kind of the same extent, you know. Uh, yeah, we we don't go overboard on anything, but we decorate tree, you know, all that kind of stuff. We do the traditions, Santa Claus, you know, tease the kids mm-hmm. with all that stuff. So Santa Claus, they better be good. Yeah, yeah, you do the whole Santa thing. So, um, so your kids don't listen to this show, do they? Oh no. no. Okay, so no. what do they know about Santa Claus? Um, well, I don't think they listen, but, you know, <laughs> now would be a good time for any adult to <laughs> hit pause. The kids are in the car. Uh, wait, what was the question? Why do they, what do they know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, they just believe that, you know, there's this, this fictitious character. There's this man that comes and delivers presents to you, you know, because Santa at our house, you know, Santa really only brings like, you know, one, one or two things, like just like one big present. So that's usually like a bike or a playhouse, whatever big toy thing that they wanted uh, comes from Santa. And it's usually not wrapped, pretty much never wrapped, kind of out ready for them when they when they come downstairs into the living room in the morning, they see that present first. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's always got to write a letter. You got to tell Santa what you want. So really presents, presents are in the morning for you? Oh, yeah. It's when they first wake up mm-hmm. on Christmas morning. They wake up at like 5 a.m. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, it's Christmas, it's Christmas, oh my God. And it's like everybody is, it takes a little while to get, you know, everything moving. But yeah, first thing in the morning. Okay. When when do you, when do you do? Um, well, we've kind of done it both ways. 
um, if if we take the kids out for Christmas Eve, sometimes we go, we have mm-hmm. friends in the neighborhood and all kinds of places. Sometimes we spend Christmas Eve with some friends. Yeah. Um, then I I would drive back home and put the presents under the tree and whatever. Oh. And then I go back to the party and then we all come together and and then yeah. Mara kind of comes inside like nothing's happening. We give her reasons to come <laughs> to come in and then uh-huh. ta there's presents under the tree and she's like, Oh my god, we went away and Santa came yeah. and you know, stuff like that. So she, we've done this. Yeah. And okay. I think last year we we didn't. We put the presents well, Santa came in the morning on Christmas Day. And I think, mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly why, but I think we kind of made that decision, oh, no, let's kind of do this in the morning because otherwise when, when they get the presents in the, in the evening, there's no sleeping after that. There's no resting. Oh, yeah. It's just right. like the whole night's a write-off. You know, yep. like, and if she gets yep. like a bike, she can't ride it in the middle of the night. You know, she can't yeah. go scootering or anything like that. So yeah. it makes a lot more sense to do it in the morning. But for me, though, it's super hard to wait. <laughs> like, Because it's like a whole kind of month of getting ready for it. And, you know, the whole advent calendar, you open one at a time. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, do you, you said, you said the kids get like one big present. Do you? Do you also get them presents or is it just from Santa? Like, do they know that some presents... from? Yeah, from mom and dad. Yeah. Okay. So they know from mom and dad. Okay. Yep. Yep. See, everything's usually labeled like from mom and dad and Santa, he doesn't have time to to label his presents. Oh, that's clever. Or wrap them. That's clever. Out, you know, because there's a lot of kids, right? In and out. So Santa stuff is just there. Yeah. And it's usually something big. I, I don't know why, but it's usually. <laughs> did you ever get phys- like physically large? <laughs> did you ever get like a comment like you know like why does Santa love me more than you, Dad? <laughs> no, oh no, no they, they're they're definitely not. They're not there yet, you know. Okay, like thinking of that stuff, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It, it's really fun that like they're still young enough to still believe in that kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know. So it's really. I don't know. What's the harm, right? Like, well, yeah. Like the, soon enough, like things will start to, right? They'll start to figure things out and whatever. The magic will be gone. So lying is okay then. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> is this is this a white lie? It is a white lie, yeah. If that's what you want to call it, sure. <laughs> No, it's it's funny because eh, I've been thinking a lot about do we I, I'm tr- I'm trying hard to kind of not lead Mara on and say oh Santa does this and Santa does that, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I never deny it. I never go like ah, oh, you know, yeah. Be careful what you believe. You can't believe everything you hear. It's like it's I think it's important to think about when is the right time to kind of allow doubt to set in and kind of yeah destroy the myth so i think i think we probably have a couple of years left at most because at school there's rumors oh yeah there's rumors oh, yeah. that santa might not be real yeah 
So, uh, yeah, I already, well, you know, not everybody does that, right? Yeah, I got a question already, and it was very easy to just bounce off. Um, I tried the, oh, I'm not sure. Let me think. I'll, I'll ask. I'll think about it. I'll ask. I'll look, I'll look into it and get back to you. And she forgot. <laughs> and, you know, I, right. I never really followed up. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> there was... A, yeah. I th- yeah. I think it was more like, oh, if Santa's real, how can he possibly go to so many places and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's but, funny when they they really start. You can see the gears turning. They're really like, huh. like, wait a minute. Yeah, because sometimes there's like stuff on Netflix, right? They they watch stuff, and you know, I I catch it, and I'm like, ah, like, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> 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 like you got to make a loud noise so they can't hear whatever whatever line was being said. So yeah, no. Do you have like some favorite shows that you watch? I mean, kids shows. I'm not talking about Die Hard here. That's my Christmas movie. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Die Hard, I like. Uh, they wa- <laughs> no. Terminator 2. Um, uh, kid shows. We really enjoy watching Arthur's Christmas or Arthur Christmas. Okay. It's a cute one. So it's, so there's some traditional, like, I don't want to say American, but maybe American. Like, there's some traditional, like, Charlie Brown. Or um, like medical or like Yeah, well, like cartoons, right? There's oh, okay, some really, okay. really like we have this pack, this like whatever DVD pack of uh, like very post-war move uh, cartoon shows, and you know they're definitely ones that like I watched when I was growing up, and now you're more aware of the world, right, and different types of people, and you watch them, and like I. It's hesitant because, like, you want the, our kids to have these same memories and same traditions, but also you're like, wow, this stuff's a little, like, edgy. Like, it's a little <laughs> off color. It's a little offensive. It's like, you know, women in the kitchen. And if you're not white, like, it doesn't matter. And, and that stuff, we're like, I don't want to teach my kids that at all. And I want to share these, these cartoons and these things, but like, the message that's coming across is, not at all what we want to share with our kids, but you want them to have that same, like, you know, cartoony, cartoony Christmas stuff, but you listen to the things and you're like, Oh wow. Like we are not there anymore. Like we are not in 1950 anymore. And that's, it's really tough, right? It's really tough to, to have that stuff because, um, I don't know. It's not the values that we want to share with our kids. And, uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting, like edge to to walk, I guess. Different generation, so I don't know. And some of them are mean, right? Like there's the whole Rudolph thing. Like Ru- like there's this cartoon with like Rudolph the the reindeer, and and like they're really mean, right? Like the whole episode is really mean. Like they're really teasing teasing the kid, right? the reindeer, and like telling him he can't be part of anything, and that you're weird and you're different, and like you're an outsider, and like the message, you know, you really forget about the details of it. And then like you watch it and you're like, this is horrible. Like this is not nice at all. So, and like, yeah, they redeem at the end, but like, it's not always just about the end. It's about how you treated this other kid, right? The entire time. It's not just, Oh, I was bad. And yeah, now Johnny's my friend. Like, no, like you should have been treating Johnny 
nice the whole time, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know. No, yeah, it's no. pretty deep for the morning, but it's I always call it post-war stuff. I don't know why, but I, I always feel like it's everything that was created like post-World War II, right? Like when my grandparents, that generation, whatever the label is for that mm-hmm. that generation, it's, it's you know, the, the heyday of when a lot of media and industry and a lot of things were, were taking off in, what, 50s, 60s around here, I guess. I just remember one of the things that we watch pretty much every year is um, like Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a Once Upon a Christmas as well, but we it's not the one we normally watch. And it's actually quite nice because there's like six episodes or something and they are they all they all have like a reinforcing like positive message mm-hmm. like one starts with a, a needless competition between Minnie and daisy and it ends up with them being super good friends and the there is that meanness that you're talking about but it's um luckily not too long they're just trying yeah. to you know upstage one another and um yeah, I don't know. Like, I wonder if if it's necessary, but uh, it's. I think at times it's very difficult to reinforce that positive message of support and love and all those positive vibes without kind of contrasting it with the opposite. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. So, yeah, you got to give it some impact, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I mean, those kind of traditions. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> Do you go caroling? <laughs> do you do any of that? No, 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 no. Do you? Um, not really. But uh I'm I'm gonna tell you some more maybe <laughs> childhood <laughs> stories from communist Romania. Uh, when I was okay. a kid, that was my favorite part about about Christmas because presents. Like I don't remember any presents I got since I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. anything. Like there's not a single one that I can recall. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. I don't remember like a toy. I sorry, like a toy, like an object. Yeah, or anything. Right. I can't remember yeah. anything that I received as a present. I know I did get presents, but I can't remember what they were. But I do yeah. remember going caroling with my uh, relatives. They used to live high up in the mountains. We jump on a sleigh and just go from house to house in the village, and other people join us. And by the time we would get to the other side of the village would be like a massive convoy of really tens of people just singing similar songs and hmm. you know the grown-ups drinking very yeah. strong spirits to stay warm <laughs> and the kids just drinking milk and cocoa and you know eating lots of traditional christmas yeah. desserts and it we we start quite late at night and we basically carol pretty much all the way to the morning and really yeah yeah it would just go on and on and on and it was it's kind of like a very long party really that yeah and it was incredible it's like a um like a dream when i think about it because you know the whole thing was just right you know there were there were there was snow a lot of it because this was high up in the mountains Mm -hmm. there were sleighs you know and horses to be fair and uh, lots of blankets and great food and a lot of singing and very dark but you know like candles and yeah you know i don't i don't think we use torches we use just like um uh, lit torches maybe or yeah um and 
those are the memories that I have of mm-hmm. of Christmas. I don't recall again any of the presents or yeah. any of those things. But um, I do realize that you know where I live now, I'm I'm not going to be able to build similar memories for my own kids. So instead, we have a very different tradition that I cannot believe mm-hmm. we've been so lucky to to be able to nurture and to maintain, which is basically on Christmas Day, the entire like extended fun out gets together. That's um, like our family, if you like. Mm-hmm. So um, our, um, let me think, our group would be maybe, maybe 20 people or so that we, you know, we, we get together every year and we just, we buy presents for the kids or we get the kids presents and, we just like you said about Thanksgiving, we just spend the day together, just you know celebrating life and you know each other's company and yeah. like again, I can't remember many presents that I do remember some because it's more recent that I gave or received or whatever. But I remember the intensity of those feelings you know of being with with people mm-hmm. that yeah. we just genuinely love, and uh, yeah, it's funny how Christmas can do that, yeah. and again, oh yeah, like. I'm not a religious person and I understand what Christmas means quite well, (laughs) but the way we celebrate it, I think it's very inclusive. You know, it's a very um, open and welcoming kind of event. There's no, there's no expectation for uh, intense prayers or anything like that. And some of, some of the family members choose to, you know, say a prayer before uh, lunch on Christmas or whatever, which is fine. Uh, I think it would be, um, rude to expect them not to, when this is something they feel yeah. strongly towards and it's absolutely fine with us and, or us meaning those who don't normally pray before having food. Right. Um, right. right. Yeah. And it's, it's just been such a, um, I don't know, amazing time of the year. And uh, yeah, hmm. what it, when I think of Christmas in um, in a very strange way, it was one of the things that I was worried about when, when my husband and I decided to emigrate from Romania. Mm-hmm. Because we had to accept the fact that we wouldn't be able to have that kind of Christmas that we used to have again, or, you know, unless we travel back because, you know, it's mm-hmm. bloody yeah. summer over here. <laughs> and more importantly, there's no, there, there wasn't supposed to be any family, you know, we weren't right. supposed to have, uh, I don't think we would have guessed or expected to, to be kind of like adopted by such an incredible family, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course it didn't just happen overnight. It happened over, more than a decade but we went from um you know me making some friends all the way to having a family so yeah that was my story of christmas <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's a power, powerful time right i don't know it, it, it's interesting how just a few times of year do that and then it's not constant i guess it's mm. not all the time it's special it's nice it's good reflection, right? I don't, I don't know why there's like these these markers of time, right? Because time is just linear, right? It's not cyclical. <laughs> but our calendar is cyclical. And uh, it's always this end of the year stuff that that seems to really uh, 
change my mindset, I guess, or uh, change your view, more family-based, internal-based. Yeah. Well, it forces you to take stock of, you know, an an entire cycle that you were talking about, like a calendar year type thing. Yeah. And maybe we don't acknowledge it, but I think most of us, I say (laughs) grown-ups, either, um, I don't know, um, consciously or unconsciously kind of take stock of um, the previous 12 months and make yeah. plans and well, new year resolutions you, and all that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's time of year or, or age, but you start to become more aware of the, the finite amount of time, right? And in instances that you have, you know, there was this, I can try to find it, but it'd be hard. Uh, you know, there was this, this article I, or blog post I read a long time ago about like the number of times that you get to do X, Y, Z with your kids or with your parents, you know, like the number of times that you get to take them to school or that you have Christmas or, you know, and it's just, it, it puts into perspective, like the number of times that you get to do these things is actually really small. And even, you know, when you become like an adult, you know, like you have already spent most of your time with your parents, like that you'll get, you know, with people that you grew up with, you know, like you've used up most of that time already and you don't have it going forward because of just the way that life works. So I can try to find it. It was really deep and it was really like good perspective on trying to, I don't want to say live in the moment, but like it was a good perspective on trying to, to, you know, not just put off tomorrow because, you know, we we think that we're going to live forever, right? Like we think we're going to be around for this super, super long time. And it's just not, you know, it's 70, 90 years compared to, I don't know, other things that do live much, much, much longer. So, Well, if you do find the link, it will be in our yeah, show notes around. on keepintouch.fm slash 11. And do you know what else is finite? The length of a podcast episode. <laughs> oh, I need a look. Is it long? Yeah, it's long. Oh boy. So maybe we can. So maybe we, we should encourage people to keep in touch with us on Twitter. They can message us at Keep In Touch FM. And um, which maybe this is a good time since we missed our tenth episode anniversary to remind our listeners that we would appreciate. Um, some feedback or a, a star rating in whatever podcast uh, directory tool they use, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. And um, they yeah, can follow give us a rating. Yeah. They can follow you, Todd, on Twitter at Todd the Land. Yep. And uh, people can follow you on Twitter at Nick TMRO. So until next time, keep in touch. <laughs>